Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. I'm Lauren Simonetti, co-host of Fox Business's FBN AM and host of the podcast, We're Momming Today. This Memorial Day, I'm sharing Holding Down the Home Front, a tribute to our women heroes, those who served their country with honor, and the wives and mothers of those who served as well. These women have run households, raised children, opened businesses, enrolled in graduate school, involved themselves in politics, all to better themselves, their families, and our nation. Thank you for listening to their stories. Jennifer Nelson is the mom of five-year-old Eva and wife of Air Force Captain Nathan Nelson. Nathan suffered a spinal cord injury from a rocket blast in Afghanistan just a few months before Eva was born, leaving him paralyzed below his chest. He now works in the office of Congressman Matt Gates. And Jennifer is his caregiver, a mother, a realtor, an Elizabeth Dole Foundation fellow, an organization that honors military caregivers. In fact, Jennifer, as we say hello to her right now, I believe you just returned from Tallahassee, where you moved a big resolution on the Hill. Is that correct? Yes, ma'am. Just got back uh, last month, um, and we successfully um, had the state of Florida recognize more than 500,000 caregivers living in the state of Florida um, that are caring for a wounded veteran of a service era. So it's pretty great. Um, Now the month of May is considered a Hidden Heroes Month in concert with Military Appreciation Month here in the state of Florida. So, uh, you know, it's the uh, platform that kind of starts a new beginning to um, help uh, recognize the caregivers of wounded veterans and uh, to say thank you for their service and sacrifice. And why did you pick the month of May to do that? Because of Memorial Day? Uh, because of Memorial Day, uh, one, because the May is a new beginning. You know, May is kind of the beginning of summer around here, um, even though technically summer doesn't truly begin until June. We have, you know, 70, 80 degree weather down here right now. Um, and then Southern Florida is obviously still in the 90s. But, um, you know, it's just a beautiful month. You know, April showers bring May flowers, which is kind of that rebirth, new beginning. Um, so I thought, you know what, how, how appropriate. And, and Jennifer, tell us about your rebirth um, from this horrific news you got a few years ago when your husband returned home and he was severely injured, and you had just given birth to your your first and only daughter, Eva. What was that like? A lot changed in in the span of just a couple of months. Um, You know, it was was one of those situations where I didn't know what the future looked like. Um, I was hopeful, uh, but I was also terrified. Um, the thought of potentially being a widow at 30 and a brand new mom was horrifying. Um, but I just, you know, kind of prayed every single day that, hey, this uh, this is not uh, ideal, obviously, but um, we're going to do something big and powerful with it. And we're going to raise a new sense of awareness and uh, offer people a new sense of purpose past their own tragedies. 
So, um, you know, we hope, we hope to empower others with our story and how we didn't quit. And uh, we allowed it to feed that, that positive future outlook on um, we, can, we can go further still. So, so many people, when they're, when they're given tragic news, life-altering news, they, they don't do anything with that. But you continue to always see the bright side and give back whenever and, and however you can. And anybody who has met you always says, Jennifer Nelson is this unbelievable spirit. Um, what drives you? Well, uh, truth, truth be told, my faith. Uh, well, it's a lot of faith. Um, you know, obviously, um, I know that that sounds maybe hokey to, to some people, but um, it, it's truly faith. Um, I have faith in God, and I have faith that we can persevere, we can, we can move on. We've just got to be Team Nelson. We've got to work together to champion and advocate for each other. Um, and that, you know, includes Eva. Um, Eva was uh, her dad's champion when she was learning how to walk um, in the hospital right next to him. And uh, he, he said, you know what, I am going to be the dad that I always envisioned myself to be. Um, so she gave him new mission and purpose. She definitely gave me a, a sense of courage and boldness that I don't think I've ever had before um, to help understand, you know, the, the effects on children. But on that parent-child relationship, too. So it's, uh, you know, a lot of factors, but just faith. I mean, having that blind faith saying, I don't know what I'm going to do with this, but I'm open. Yeah, and, and on this Memorial Day, we're, we're exploring what exactly it means to be a military mother. What, what does that mean to you specifically in your home in Florida? You know, it's, it's really all-encompassing. Um, I've said it before, I'll say it again. The military families, active duty and veteran service, they have unique challenges at home. Um, and m- military moms are really on mission line home front. Um, they are dealing with a wide array of uh, childhood development. So going through those, you know, wild teenage years of super emotional and, and they're the backbone, they're the pillar. Of those communities, while the the spouse, uh, while the active duty spouse is gone and downrange, you know they're doing a lot of the home management uh, things and, and upkeep and routine um, allocations of funds. Um, and you know, I, I tell you, as a as a mom of a child, but a wife of an active duty person, I've, I've often said that there's a unique mission set at home that is very specific to the individual military service member. Um, no, matter, no matter how they serve or in what capacity, there's always unique challenges. And the, the military uh, spouses are serving on the home front. That's such a wonderful and refreshing way to look at it. Because even if you don't serve yourself, and of course many women do, and up next we're going to speak to some of those those women that have served. Um, you were telling me in, in the past, you know, you didn't know rank, you, di- you didn't know how the military worked because you didn't come from that background. That wasn't your right. family. You kind of married into it. So you were a new mother and, and having to live with an injured husband. You know, there was a lot of times where I was alone. I was moving to an, a new area, a new culture here in the United States, a new base, um, and had to very quickly try to integrate friends. 
the cool thing about the military is, is the military really becomes your family um, because they're all operating alone also uh, without, you know, natural, uh, natural family members being around. So you wind up, you know, having each other's back when you need it or when you need to bounce an idea of motherhood or fatherhood off of a, uh, you know, veteran mom or a veteran uh, father to say, hey, what do I do with this? Or I'm, I'm dealing with this challenge as a wife and a mom or uh, a father and a mom. Um, and there's usually a, a great sounding board community that's built right there into your military family that, that can offer you those, um, you know, different wisdom nuggets of information to help kind of empower you or see things from a different perspective. So, As you've taken your journey and, and your family has taken their journey, Jennifer, do, do you think you've become a role model for other for other women? Mm, no. Yes. I don't feel like that. Don't be um, honest. I, I really don't. I, I don't look at myself as, as a role model or as a leader. I'm, I'm really operating within the parameters of, of what my family needs are. Um, you know, if I, if my testimony, if my uh, positive outlook happens to um, hit somebody else that says, you know what, I can, I can live a little bit more positively than I think that I've, I've done something good. I just really want to empower others to, to keep striving for something better and bigger, um, helping them to identify um, you know, what their personal goals are, because I actually have a, I have a, another fun announcement. I actually got accepted to grad school very recently. And, for um, what? Uh, for political management. And I'm really excited about it. Um, just because I've done a little bit of lobbying and advocating and, um, but realized and recognized I could do more with that. And I, I needed to learn more first before I go do more. So um, I ha- I'm happy to say that I'm actually a colonial. I'm a George Washington grad student right now. My alma mater. Yeah. How's it going? Amazing. I absolutely love it. So, um, but it's part of that next chapter of how can I do more? How how can I serve more? Right. Um, and in what capacity? So I'm um, you know I'm still learning, and that's if I was a role model for anybody, I'd say just keep learning. Always be open to learning something new. Jennifer Nelson, thank you very much for joining us. Happy Memorial Day. Up next, we'll be joined by Michaela Hale. Michaela is a new mom. She and her husband, Army Staff Sergeant Aaron Hale, just days ago brought two beautiful boys home from the hospital. We'll check in with Michaela to see how they're doing. Simonetti, this Memorial Day, I'm sharing Holding Down the Home Front, a tribute to our women heroes, those who served their country with honor, and the wives and mothers of those who served as well. Michaela Hale is the wife of Army Staff Sergeant Aaron Hale, a stepmom and a new mom to Wyatt and Owen, twin boys that she just brought home from the hospital. Michaela, how's it going? Hey, Lauren, it's going so great. And um, I'm so happy to have brought the boys home just yesterday. Last night was our full, first full night together out of the NICU. And um, so I'm just adjusting. <laughs> adjusting to um, the no sleep thing or, or something else? <laughs> oh, the no sleep thing is top of the list for sure. Um, 
Yeah. Yet you made time to talk to us because it's Memorial Day. And I know that means something to you and your family. Oh, absolutely. I mean, what a great day to be home and be with my husband and my family. My husband actually was in the NICU with me for two and a half weeks and then came home to take care of our eight-year-old son. And he um, was so happy to have his dad home. But now it feels great to be all reunited together. I can imagine. Um, You know, how's Aaron doing? Uh, How's the transition for him to being a dad again eight years later but this time he can't see his children right yeah so you know it's a great question Aaron is over the moon excited about having both of the boys home and just that they're here and we've been waiting so long to meet both of them um he's been amazing like setting timers in the middle of the night to like have me wake up and pump or have me wake up and help feed them and um, he just will hold them if I need an extra set of hands and he's constantly just trying to remind me like please eat or please rest and um, and then he just holds down the fort with Cameron our eight-year-old to you know get him off to school and do a nighttime routine with him Um, but I did tell him the other night I said Aaron I'm really sad that you can't see them I'm sad that you can't see how beautiful they are. And um, and he just kind of laughed and was like, ah, I'm not sad. This is like one of the most beautiful things. Like, look at what we created. And like, here's our family. Like, look how beautiful this is. So he has such a great attitude. And I'm also super hormonal over here. So I'm just like crying about everything. But he is, he's just been fantastic. Um, for those who don't know, like Aaron was blinded in Afghanistan in 2011 by an explosive um, device that he was not aware of. And so, um, you know, that took his eyesight completely. And of course, it impacts me, especially when it comes to our children. I'm like, oh, I just wish you could see them or like witness this special moment. Um, but he doesn't let it bother him. So. He really doesn't. Um, I, I've met your husband, and I find it remarkable how <laughs> you guys started a business. Aaron is a chef, and he's able to cook without knowing where any of the ingredients are or what they are. And yet, tell us about your business. Yeah, so um, when Aaron went blind in Afghanistan in 2011, he, like four years later, went deaf from bacterial meningitis um, related to the original bomb blast and the crack that it put in his skull. And um, he went back to his love for cooking because prior to being in the army in EOD, explosive ordnance disposal, he was a chef in the Navy for eight years and cooked for the Admiral of the Sixth Fleet in Gaeta, Italy, And he loved that time of his service so much. He got to be um, a chef overseas in a beautiful country and um, got to learn a lot about culinary. And so when he went deaf and blind, he was really looking for something to do um, during his day. Because if you could only imagine just being locked in your body, not having any sound input and no visual input, it's a pretty lonely place to be for six months before the cochlear implant would be implanted um, for him to hear again. So 
he started cooking and we made Aaron was making lots of chocolates and he started out making fudge for the holidays and we just shared that with friends and family and then it people were asking if they could have more of it and of course it wasn't a business at that point but it gave something for Aaron to do during the day and so he started making batches of fudge for close friends and family and then it just kind of grew from there so now we ship all over the country it's called extraordinary delights any Uh, memorial Day, day sales we need to know about Michaela yeah we are having a um a coupon code just at checkout and you can use the coupon code memorial and that will give you 10% off of your order. Um, and also if you order anything over a hundred dollars, it's free shipping. Um, just because, uh, right now with it being so hot out, we have to ship everything on dry ice and coolers to make sure it arrives, um, on second day air, next day air. So it's actually a great deal to, to order a bunch of stuff right now for the summer. Good point. Yeah. Um, You know, I also wanted to ask you, you know, you came from civil civilian life. You you always knew Aaron, but yeah. you didn't connect with Aaron until after he came home with injuries. And I was just curious if Memorial Day has now taken on a new and different meaning for you, and how so? Yeah, it going through all of these experiences with Aaron, but not dealing with the deployment factor. I was dealing with the aftermath of injury right and it it definitely brings on a new meaning of patriotism also how lucky I am to have Aaron here with me because he could have I could be celebrating not celebrating I could be honoring Memorial Day today and honoring Aaron's life in a different way had he not made it home in 2011 I wouldn't have this beautiful family. I wouldn't have these beautiful twin boys. Um, I wouldn't have the life I have if Aaron hadn't come home. It's amazing, Michaela, how positive you are because you're a young woman, a brand new mom to twin boys, double Mm -hmm. duty for you. You have an eight-year-old stepson and your husband is disabled. Oh, and I'm sorry, you own a business as well. (laughs) <laughs> no easy task for any one person. Um, so we thank you for holding down the home front this Memorial Day. And quite honestly, Michaela, every day. I wish you the very best. Thank you for calling in today. Thanks. Same to you, Lauren. Up next, I talk to Major Lauren Schultz of the Marines. She's also a mom of three young children, all born in different places, depending on where she was stationed at the time. Major Schultz shares a special message when we return. Simonetti, co-host of Fox Business's FBN AM and host of the podcast, We're Momming Today. This Memorial Day, I'm sharing Holding Down the Home Front, a tribute to our women heroes, those who served their country with honor, and the wives and mothers of those who served as well. So we are joined by Major Lauren Schultz, a military mom, a mom of three, and you are currently the Director of Media and Entertainment in the Liaison Office of the Marine Corps. What's that like? 
it's awesome. It's a dream job getting to serve um, the Marine Corps, be back on active duty for um, a period of time and here in New York. Uh, it's just, it's a dream job for me. This is my hometown. This is where I was commissioned out of when I joined the Marine Corps. And now I'm back here serving the Marines once again and actually have my family with me and we're all together. So it was wonderful. <laughs> Why did you join the Marine Corps? What's your story? Uh, yeah. So uh, I grew up here in New York. I was in college um, around the time of 9-11. And um, after the towers were hit, I just knew that I needed to do something more um, for my country, for my family, um, and I decided to join the Marine Corps. I was actually uh, in college at the time. I was dating a guy that was interested in joining the Marine Corps, and he had this brochure, and he sort of challenged me. He says, you know, that's 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 not for you. You probably couldn't do that. And I dumped him real quick, and then I went <laughs> down to the office, and I joined the Marine Corps. And I've been a Marine for uh, 17 years now. So you kind of did it almost as a... As a challenge. As a challenge. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and what did your family say? Do you come from a military family where that would be, you know, no big yeah, deal? Not at all. So my parents thought I was going to go on to be a lawyer in some corporate office, probably back here in New York. And uh, I joined the Marine Corps and then I called them after and I let them know. And they were pretty shocked, um, but uh, very proud. Obviously, now they're they're extremely proud. And um, I think my dad wears a, an Eagle Globe and Anchor, the Marine Corps emblem on his lapel every day that he goes to work and talks all about his daughter being in the Marine Corps. They're so, so proud of you. What about yeah. that ex-boyfriend? What did he ever say about you this? You know, he never joined the Marine Corps and I don't know what happened <laughs> to him, but <laughs> you moved on. I moved on. How did yes. you meet your husband? So I met my husband on an airplane. My husband is a Navy officer, and he was stationed in San Diego. I was living in North Carolina, and right before I was about to deploy to Iraq in uh, 2006, I was flying out to California for some training, and he sat down next to me and struck up a conversation and uh, was telling me all about how he was this naval officer, and, and I was so impressed, and by the end of the flight, it was a you know three, four-hour flight. I said, oh, by the way, I'm, I'm, I'm a Marine. And his reaction? And he still asked for my phone number at the end of the flight, so that that was good. Um, but he said there was something different about me. He was, you know, he, he said that, you know, he thought that I was very pretty and, and, uh, but I had dirt under my fingernails because I had just come from the rifle range and I had come straight from the base to hop on my flight. And he's like, why does this pretty girl have, have like grease on her hands? That's so strange. And so I, he, it made all sense when I mean, we got off the flight and I said, Hey, I'm a Marine. I just got off of the rifle range. I'm about to deploy to Iraq. And he goes, okay, that makes sense. You shock most people though, don't you? Yeah, I do sometimes. Yeah, <laughs> I do. Yeah. But my husband and I, we've been together, um, oh my gosh, for 13 years now. So he stuck with me. We met and, um, the two months later, I, I deployed to Iraq. Oh, wow. So we had a long-distance relationship. I was there for six months. Um, I came home, got to spend a little bit of time with my family, and then I redeployed immediately for another six months. And when I came back, he was still there, and he was there with greeting me off the plane with my family, and we've been together ever since. And when did you decide to become pregnant? Oh, my gosh. Um, so probably not until four or five years after we had gotten married. Mm -hmm. um, you know, being in the Marine Corps, it was just, that was who I was. And it was hard for me to really reconcile being a mom and a Marine. Um, although in hindsight, it was so many women do it and so many women are successful. And the Marine Corps is, is so supportive. Um, looking back now, I probably could have done it earlier, but I was in my early 30s. Um, 
We got pregnant with uh, my oldest, my daughter, Ava. She's seven. Uh, I was here in New York. I was working as the deputy director of the office that I am now the director of at the time. I was finishing grad school, and Ava was born um, during spring break. I went right back to school. We finished, and then we shipped my whole family off to Stuttgart, Germany, when she was just a couple months old for uh, another deployment. Uh, but my husband came along with us that time and was an amazing stay-at-home dad for a couple of years. So he quit. Uh, his he was in the navy. You said he was in the navy, and when he was here in New York, he had just left the navy and he was working um, for a, a Wall Street firm uh, as a trader. And when I got the orders to uh, Germany, so he just he said, "Let's go." Lauren, how does that <laughs> conversation go when your um, your husband, who was in the military and who did work on Wall Street, quits his job to mm-hmm. raise your child? In a foreign country with no support. How does that conversation go down with your friends or anybody else that you share the story with? So I think the people that are close to us were not surprised whatsoever. They kind of expect us to do crazy things from time to time. It's not crazy. It's just somewhat of a role reversal. It's refreshing for a lot of people. Um, I just I just married a very special man um, and he didn't. He, he's been supportive of me and my career. I've been supportive of him and his, and we kind of go back and forth. Um, we we truly have uh, shared responsibilities when it comes to raising our kids. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I even feel like he does more of the load than I do. Um, just last night, my two-year-old, uh, the youngest, woke up in the middle of the night, and he was asking for a dad. And I went in there to take care of him, and he goes, no, 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 I want daddy, I want daddy. And and to me, I think that's wonderful. You know, our kids look at both of us as equal partners in mm-hmm. this this family. Well, they say some military members, service members, um, mm-hmm. the, the skills that you learn on the battlefield and in training help when you're trying to raise a family. Oh, yes. Uh, humility, uh, teamwork, uh, grace under pressure, um, chaos, multitasking. I think all of those things that I've learned both as a Marine and as a mom and my and as a, as a, as a wife as well. So what is it, what is it like to be a military mom? Um, I think it's, I honestly think it's the same for just being a mom in general. We all have our challenges, whether you're a working mom, a stay-at-home mom, a single mom, we all have our challenges. And for me, I really relied on the support of the men and women that I served with. They're my family. When they say it takes a village, for me, it truly does. Anywhere I've been, I've had the support of family, uh, military family, so not my, my parents, unfortunately, although they've always showed up when I needed them, uh, but my friends, men and women alike. I mean, we're in all of these places doing this incredible mission representing our country and we come together we stick together and I've had to depend on them and then they depend on me and my kids have this extended family now all over the world they have people they call aunts and uncles that are in Texas that are in Japan that are in Florida if any of your children decide that they too want to serve their country Mm -hmm. being their mother what is the first thing that will go through your head uh, just pure joy and pride. Um, you know, serving in the military has its risks, just like any job. Um, maybe some greater risks at times, but if they chose to do that or serve in any capacity, I would feel so proud. Any message you want to send all the mothers out there, all the soldiers and the veterans out there on this Memorial Day? Um, just take a moment to pause and look around be grateful and remember those that have really given all and the families that are left behind and honor that memory and celebrate it. 
Um, people are out there every day. We have Marines deployed overseas right now, engaged. Um, we just lost three a couple of weeks ago in Afghanistan that were here from New York. So I'll be thinking about those families. So anything we can do? Yeah, absolutely. Engage and talk and seek out members in your community that have served or are serving and ask them questions. Here in New York in particular, a lot of service members come back to go to some of the schools and they're looking to transition and help them out. If you see someone, see a resume that comes across your desk and you see that they've served, maybe pull it to the top and ask some questions about their service, what they've done and how they want to continue to serve or contribute or what they want to do in the next phase of their career. Um, there's lots of nonprofits out there that you can support and meet the men and women. I mean, we're, we're a small percentage of the population of the United States, but we're in every community. And I bet if you just looked up or looked around, you would find a neighbor or a son or a relative that is serving or have served and just ask them about their service. Well, thank you for your service. Thank you. And for joining us today. Thank you for having me on. It's been an absolute pleasure talking to you. Happy Memorial Day. You can hear my full interview with Major Lawrence Schultz on my podcast, We're Momming Today. To listen, visit foxnewspodcasts.com. And when we come back, what Memorial Day means from the wife of a Marine, the mother of a Marine injured in combat, and a Marine herself, Kathy Ennis. Simonetti, this Memorial Day, I'm sharing Holding Down the Home Front, a tribute to our women heroes, those who served their country with honor, and the wives and mothers of those who served as well. Kathy Ennis joins us now. She's a Marine herself. She's married to a Marine. She has two daughters. One of them is a Marine. So I thought, Kathy, you would be the, the perfect voice, um, the perfect perspective on what Memorial Day means. What do you think? What is Memorial Day like for the Ennis family? I think it's just a day to remember and to be thankful for this country that we live in, the freedoms that we have, and all the people that fought to make it that way for us. You joined the Marines at the old age of 26. (laughs) That was the cutoff age, right? (laughs) Yes. Is it still the cutoff age? I'm sorry, I don't know the answer to that. I'm not sure what the cutoff date is um, currently, but uh, when I enlisted, 26 was the cutoff. And I just wanted to make sure that I didn't have regrets later in life. Mm -hmm. So I decided to go for it. What sparked that decision for you? I think I was just looking to challenge myself. We were um, stationed out in California at 29 Palms. And I guess I was just at that point, Kirsty was getting ready to start school. She was four years old and I just didn't know what I was going to do with the rest of my life. So I was hanging out at the base on, uh, or the gym on base, and I decided to um, follow in the footsteps, I guess, of all of those before me. And I just uh, was very proud of my husband for um, serving, and I just wanted to do something to challenge myself and something that I knew that I would be proud of for the rest of my life. And how long were you uh, in the Marines for? Um, I was in for four years. Two years after I had enlisted, my husband got a medical discharge. Uh, I don't know if I would have stayed in anyway, but but that was a contributing factor to just finishing up my contract and getting out. Being um, in a military family, having the experience yourself when your daughter, Kirsty, said, hey, mom, I want to be Marine, too. What was your reaction? Well, you had to know Kirsty first of all. Um, I was like, where do I sign? (laughs) She was quite a handful as a teenager, so... 
Um, and, and she had talked about it her whole life. I mean, she had come to Paris Island to my boot camp graduation. And ever since um, that, she always had the dream of becoming a Marine. So we had just encouraged her, you know, to just do well in school and then, you know, see how you feel. And she graduated at 17 with her associate's degree and came home with the papers. So I was more than willing to sign. I, I like to say that I called in the troops to help me finish raising her. <laughs> Kirsty um, was a little bit been, naughty, wasn't she? Yeah, she was a little bit of a handful. <laughs> <laughs> she was always an excellent student, so I didn't have to worry about that part. But she de- definitely had some extra energy and uh, curiosity. And I guess but, they're not bad, bad characteristics, just could be a handful as a mom. But then you got the phone call that any parent dreads about an incident that happened with your daughter? Yeah, so this was her second tour in Afghanistan. When we received the phone call, it was really, I I wouldn't say that it was played down, but we were just given the facts, I think, that they had at the time that Kirstie's helicopter had taken a hard landing and that she had suffered injuries to her face and to her foot, basically a cut on her chin, um, but that we would um, hear from her shortly. So um, hours later, you know, we got that phone call from her and we couldn't really understand what she was saying. And a friend of hers got on the phone and let us know that, you know, she had lost multiple teeth and um, and the bone to her jaw. Um, So they had to do a lot of surgeries. Forty or so (laughs) surgeries later, your daughter, Kirstie, who who lost her leg climbs mountains, the tallest peaks in the world, and raises money while doing so. How does that make you feel as as a military mother that your daughter was taken down, was truly injured, was in a bad place mentally, physically, and now she's a role model for so many people? Um, It has not stopped her at all. It is actually, and she was devastated when she first found out that they were going to take her knee. But, um, But I think that really just gave her more drive to prove that, you know, she could still live a life that's quite amazing, actually. Um, A lot of people will, you know, kind of express sympathy or empathy, you know, and stuff, feel sorry for her. And I always tell them not to feel sorry for Kirstie because she's living a life we should all be envious of. She just challenges herself every day. She is actually on Mount Everest as we speak. So I think that that's kind of the key to a fulfilling life is just to continuously challenge yourself. So she's definitely doing that, definitely a role model for us. How does it make you feel that you helped raise her, that you're her mother? Well, I like to think she got a little bit of all that from me, but she definitely is taking it all to the next level. I'm very proud, proud of both of my girls, actually. Tell us about Kaylee, too. She's, um, you know, it was pretty rough on her as a child when she had just graduated the ninth grade. She, her sister was injured, and so we actually had to pull her out of public school and uh, relocate from Florida to California, and we put her in virtual school, and she did her 10th grade year there. And it was difficult for her when we moved back to Florida to transition back into the high school, so she actually just did the dual enrollment and went to college instead, but but uh, she's quite amazing herself and um, yeah, sacrificed quite a bit during that time, but very proud of her. You know, Kathy, you really had to hold down the home front 
when your um, when, when Kirsty was was injured, and just you talking about everything that had happened to Kaylee, so you as a family could deal with Kirsty's injuries. How did you manage all of that to be present and fair to both of your children? I think that's always a challenge for parents in general, but you just really have to just do your best and just try to, um, I guess, listen to each one and give them your full attention and separately at different times. Um, Yeah, it's it's a challenge for parents in general, I'm sure. Uh, I think the, you know, it's not not just the military that actually has um, a lot of adversity. Um, There's people deal with it every day. So, I think a coping strategy of mine definitely is like when Kirsty was in Afghanistan or when she was on Mount Everest right now, actually, you know, no news is good news. <laughs> My mom always says like that. To, yeah, I like to just uh, try not to overthink things. And Kirsty has a tattoo that says, die living. And, <laughs> and I think that's so true. I think that you need to be out there living life. You don't sit around and wait for it to be over. You know, you just find ways to get out there and experience it and live life to its fullest. And how are you experiencing life right now? I know you made a relatively recent move across the country. I, I did, actually. So when Kirsty was gifted a home um, from Building Homes for Heroes out in Glenwood Springs, Colorado, uh, we came out to visit for the home dedication, and we kind of fell in love with the area as well. Thought she'd made an excellent choice in location, so we came too. And you found a lot of support with the Veteran Resource Center locally, right? Yes, exactly. I love going up there, actually. Um, after this interview, I'll be headed over there for some coffee and donuts. But yeah, it's just great. Uh, the military has always been an excellent support system. They become your family when you're away from home, when you're enlisted. But it's always, even after you get out of the service, you still have that bond. Kathy, thank you very much for joining us. Oh, you're welcome. Happy Memorial Day. Thank you. Y'all too. Happy Memorial Day. Thank you so much for your time and your hearts this Memorial Day as we honor and remember those who served and sacrificed. We'll touch on some more of these military moms and hero stories on my podcast, We're Momming Today, at foxnewspodcast.com. And of course, you can catch me every weekday morning at 5 a.m. on FBN AM on the Fox Business Network. Thank you for listening. Cudlow on Fox Business is now on the go for podcast fans. Get key interviews with the biggest business newsmakers of the day. The Cudlow Podcast will be available on the go after the show every weekday at foxbusinesspodcasts.com or wherever you download your favorite podcasts. Listen to the show ad-free on Fox News Podcast Plus, on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music with your Prime membership, or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.